We're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Hosted by Keith McPherson. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 222. From here to you. Keith McPherson, my guy, Double A, on a Monday, MLK Day, checking in with the Nets world and the Nets fans. How you doing, Alex? Uh, good. Uh, uh, honestly, these uh, past this past week uh, with only one Nets game has been very relieving. Uh, I, I get to not having to watch so much, uh, but uh, yeah, um, we're we'll get into the Paris game. Uh, it was it was um, uh, very. Very messy. Uh, Claxton, you know, he got into it with Tristan Thompson, which was a funny one. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like we're getting near to I think most Nets fans are trying to get into trade deadline uh, and trade talks uh, because they want to blow this up or at least try and trade for someone big. And speaking of someone big, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, he went off against us and dropping 45. Um Look, I, I've always said it. I, I've always uh, thought he's a very good player, but uh, he's not someone that will get you into title contention unless you go out and get both him and Pascal Siakam. But I don't see that happening with the amount of trade uh, assets we would have to give up for Don Mitchell in the first place. Um, I see Siakam probably going to a team like probably the Mavericks, in my opinion, if they want to go all out. Um, but yeah, uh, Paris, I guess, was a fun trip uh, up until the game. Uh, and now we're back home and the schedule is looking pretty rough. <laughs> uh, there's a real there's a real possibility of like the next like eight games where we only win one or two games. Uh, the teams that we're coming up against are pretty tough. So uh, we'll see what happens with the trade down because that's kind of what we're all just looking at. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it, Alex. At this point with the Nets, right, it's like um, all of the goodwill from the early part of the season when it was about vibes and dogs and underdog yeah. energy and not having a super team but having a scrappy team, that shit is dead. Uh, it's out the window. Um, Jacques Vaughn, people are calling for his job. Sean Marks, people are calling for his job. He built this team. Joe Sy, people are calling for him to just be an owner. Uh, be present, act like anything is going on. This Nets world has been built and they're letting it crumble by not having uh, good performances out there, not having the right team, not, you know, feeling like this is a team anybody wants to watch or root for or get behind. So they fly all the way to Paris, France to get their ass whooped and just double down on this, right? We Last episode was our mental health break from the, the Brooklyn Nets, right? We said we had a a mental health break because they traveled and they had to give us, you know, uh, five days off or something like that. Uh, let's see. They played. They played in Paris on Thursday, January 11th. They Their game was before that was Sunday, January 7th. So uh, you got the eighth, the ninth that you didn't even get five days to really get a break from these guys uh, until they got their ass whooped again. Um, that Trailblazers loss at home in overtime, pitiful, especially when you see the Knicks go out there and smoke the Trailblazers. 
the next time they step on the court. And then, and then OKC beat them by 62 or something like that. It was like yeah, one of the worst just, losses. It just shows you NBA how history. lost this team is. It just shows you how shitty this team is right now. Um, I just don't think that they believe. I don't think the fans believe, and I don't see it getting any better. So let's go back to Paris. Um, I'm not going to hold you. I started watching that game. Um, I had a show that night on WFAN at 7, and the Brooklyn Nets broadcast trumped our WFAN programming because the Nets have a deal with WFAN. Um, so here's the vibe check, right? Um, and you guys in the chat can throw your vibe check out. Pimp name, slick back. Everybody, I'm going to get to you after I have my opening words um, and, and my baby's moving, so I don't know how long I have. But that game put me right to sleep, bro. That was a 2 o'clock game in the afternoon where at first I'm like, all right, you know, Nick Claxton versus Jared Allen. All right, Donovan, like – Donovan Mitchell, let's get some revenge on Donovan Mitchell. Mikael Bridges, you played for Team USA. We're overseas. Get it going. Cam Thomas, it's your first time overseas. Get it going. And uh, they couldn't get it going. They were down 26-16 first quarter. Um, and it got uh, – it was the same. They were down by 10 in the second quarter, 28-18. As far as the points that were put up, I forget the halftime score. If I do the quick math, it, it doesn't matter. Basically, all in all, you flew all the way to Paris – all that coverage, all that attention, Brooklyn Nets pop-up, Brooklyn Nets pizzeria, Ben Simmons posing in front of the Eiffel Tower, hands in the air like you just don't care. And, yeah, uh, that's a good way to go to the chat. Pimp Name Slickback says, how is Ben Simmons back good enough for him to fly to France but not good enough to fly to the West Coast? It's all bullshit. It's all, it's all nonsense. Um, believe what you want to believe or who you want to believe, but I believe that, like, even Ben Simmons – what pissed me off about Ben Simmons is they're asking him about his back. He's like, I'm close. And they're like, okay, what, what's close? When's the return? He's like, you know, no timetable. So there's no urgency. This team is struggling. This team is losing. This team could use the help of anyone, but help is not on the way. And I hope that they're able to get rid of Ben Simmons. But uh, Sean Marks, Joe Sy, this is on you. You didn't want to trade uh, Kyrie to L.A. You wanted to trade him to Dallas. So we end up with Dinwiddie. Dorian Finney-Smith, a couple picks from them. Then you had to trade KD without thinking KD obviously was going to want out the door. You got a good package uh, from Phoenix, but now like it's not what you thought it was. You thought that uh, Bridges and, and Johnson could be the one-two punch to lead the team. They are not that, but you got some picks from them. And then going back to what you gave up, speaking of you know Big Big J and, and uh, Vert over there in Cleveland, and it seems like Cleveland has owned us lately, what you had to give up in the Cleveland-Houston trade to get James Harden out of here or uh, to get James Harden over here, and then what you did to get James Harden out of here is criminal. You should have never taken on Ben Simmons. So my vibe is down on the nets. Uh, this season's cooked. Trade deadline's less than a month away. Go off and sell everybody. Let's see. Rihala, Rihala, you're funny as shit, bro. Rihala said uh, for that Peacock subscription, my wife and I laughed at that comment. He wrote on Twitter because I was like, my sister came through with the Peacock login. It's $5.99 for Peacock. I started making $5.99 parlays. I'm not paying them. It's not about the money you make. It's about the money you keep. And I kept my $5.99 on Saturday night, and my sister let me log in. Let's see. Uh, pimp name Slickback, we already put you up there. Rahala says, I get the feeling Dinwiddie, Royce, DFS getting dealt. They should. They're veterans. They're, they're pieces that could help another team. Might double down on Clax and re-sign him. Maybe. He's homegrown. He's our guy. Um, you have him. You have Dayron Sharp kind of 
you know, you both, they're both this, like you, you drafted these guys, they're homegrown guys. They're, they've come into their own, you know, I don't know if you have to keep both of them. Love that Ben Simmons Paris promo he cut. He looked great for not logging a simple, single single. Here, Alex, you talk while I go grab that video for everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, regarding the, um, you know, Spencer, Royce, or DFS being dealt, um, I don't think all of them will. I definitely think at least one of them will. Um, I'd be shocked if, like, both Royce and DFS were on the same team because they're basically the same player. I know they have, like, they're really good at certain things. Like, DFS can play a small ball five. Uh, Royce, you know, he has, that, like, a pump fake and is really good at three-point uh, three shooting. Um, and he's a really good switch defender. Um, but I, I saw um, you were actually bringing up like, you know, when Kyrie got moved to the Mavs and there was like a, an old tweet from Shams or Bleacher Report of like what the Nets wanted in return um, from the Lakers if if they had accepted it or if the, if the Lakers had sent that offer, then the Nets would have accepted it. I think it was like, at the time, I was like, no, please don't do this. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, this actually might have been better than Dinwiddie and DFS because I didn't know that KD would get traded. So if we were to blow everything up, this actually would have been better. I think it was Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Max Christie, and two first-round picks uh, for Kyrie. And that's a lot better than what we got for him from Dallas, in my opinion. Uh, because Austin Reeves, you know, he has some value. And those two first-round picks from the Lakers have a lot of value. And having those with the Suns picks would have been nice. But um, when it comes to uh, the deadline moves, um, there was one I saw that if we actually could be buyers, but I actually wouldn't be against it, which is uh, DeJounte Murray, because he looks like he's probably out of Atlanta. And I saw a lot of people saying we should give up I think it was Dinwiddie, Royce O'Neal, and a first-round pick. And I do that in a heartbeat because Dinwiddie is on an expiring deal. Royce O'Neal is on an expiring deal. And you only have to give up one first-round pick, probably not a Suns pick, which are very valuable and you want to keep. So, And you add a player that's better than Dinwiddie and you get rid of an, two expiring deals. I think that's a very good trade. But, again, I'm just spitballing. I I don't know what we're going to do with the amount of cap space we'll have. If Ben Simmons will be waived or if he'll be moved, if we have to add picks into it. Um, the coaching situation, I, I saw a comment uh, here, yeah, uh, about management as well. Like, I, I don't think management is going to change, to be honest, um, because I, I just don't see an in-season firing this season, even as much as a lot of Nets fans want it to happen. Uh, if anything will happen, it will be during the offseason, unfortunately. Uh, I think we just have to wait and see and be patient. I hate I hate using that because I just wanted to get it over with, but we have to be patient. <laughs> All right, let me try and pull up this Ben Simmons video. As my son is moving around, I feel like he he's due for a 1 o'clock bottle. He can, like... He can sense that in his sleep. He can't tell time. He can't talk. But he knows 1 o'clock is coming, and he's got a bottle due. So let me try and get this Ben Simmons video for y'all in. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I just titled it BS, and I was just thinking uh, how his initials are BS, and his whole career right now is BS. So Ben Simmons, for everybody out there, that's like uh, what he was out there for, right? Um, there's no music to this, but the music's hilarious. It's like trying to be like poetry in motion. I think it was like some classical music. 
this guy <clears throat> is complete BS. He had someone shoot him. Maybe the net shot him practicing, getting these like little layups in, little soft dribbling. And what is this for? Right. What What is this guy? What does this guy think is going on here? Like I, I saw the video and I, on talking Nets Twitter, I was tweeting like, yo, don't hurt yourself. Like if, if you're close, don't get a setback right now. Make sure you're all the way good. And uh, you guys know I always talk about this guy shopping because you don't see him on the sideline in team merch. And it's the NBA. I know these guys are millionaires. They wear their own clothes, most of them. But Ben Simmons always is designer down. Gucci, Louis, Fendi, Prada. He wasn't missing a trip to Paris, right? All of a sudden, before the Paris trip, his back is good to go. <laughs> all of a sudden, before the, the Paris trip, he's good to take a flight. Yeah, so that he can walk around Paris and take pictures and have paparazzi ask him questions and, uh, you know, didn't miss uh, opportunity to shop till you drop. My neck, my back, my neck and my back. I told you <laughs> in the beginning of the season, do not count on Ben Simmons. Whatever he adds is a bonus, and he hasn't added a damn thing. Alex, go ahead. Yeah, it's – I mean, you know, it's kind of been – it's kind of the worst-kept secret where, you know, he's – not going to be the same player and people there there's still some people that have some sort of hope but uh because there's nothing else to hope on right there's nobody coming yeah. to save this team this season ben simmons does not care ben simmons is the type of guy that is literally he he has no shame we and you had to have known that from how it ended in philly for for sean marks to take that on out of all the teams in the nba for sean marks to take that on that is a huge stain on his resume. It erases so much of the good because out of all the teams in the NBA, you you didn't have to do that. You could have told James Harden to sit down. You could have told James Harden um not not Philly. You could have you could have fought back. Look at what the Clippers got for James Harden. We had that conversation last time, right? Like you mm -hmm. accepted Ben Simmons and uh Steph Curry or Seth Curry, excuse Seth Curry. me. I don't want to disrespect Seth Curry the God. And Andre uh -huh. Drummond and first two first rounders. Uh, and that but, is how you end up in the yeah. mess you're in now. And I think that also played into Katie and Kyrie. Don't forget, Katie and Kyrie were playing here with Ben Simmons. Katie and Kyrie, Kyrie said they were on him, right? They they thought that he was going to be able to help. He he fooled everybody. He was never trying to help. He was never trying to actually play. Ben Simmons is all about himself. And like talk about not having any shame like that's why i said hands in the air like you just don't care this guy is chilling out there in paris france has somebody taking a picture of him in front of the eiffel tower you're a whole bum bs you are nothing but bs and i feel feel sorry for my fellow nets fans that have inherited this it's nonsense you deserve better and now they have one thing to do and that's get this guy off this team but they're not they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna keep believing that he's rehabbing and, and coming back, and and you got to deal with that. All right. Before my son wakes up, let's let's hit the chat. Appreciate everybody that pulls up and watches. I think now we we're live on Talking Nets Twitter as well because mm -hmm. Streamyard built that in to go live. Yeah, we are live on Talking Nets Twitter as well. I should be retweeting this stuff uh, to help amplify it. Give me a second, and I will. Um, let's hit the chat to all the loyal and faithful um talking nets listeners and subscribers and people that are still hanging on 
this has been an absolutely shit season so far, a little bit more than halfway through. I know Alex and I are grinding through our jobs at WFAN Odyssey and still trying to at least give you guys an episode a week. But th- this shit is not fun to talk about, right? This is not like I was going back and looking at the numbers from last year. I'm like, at, like at least we had fun stuff to talk about. Just the titles alone, we were getting thousands of views, downloads. It's not the time right now. So appreciate you guys pulling up no matter what. Notification squad. Clearly, you guys have notifications on when we're starting. Greg Stat, appreciate you. He says, big up talking nets. I see my boy Will Simmons faithfully in the chat. What's up, Will? Uh, let's see. I actually don't even see them making any moves towards the deadline. You might be right. They might be so stuck in their own ways with Jacques Vaughn and this team that Sean Marks put together. They might not. They didn't. I just saw. Didn't the Pistons make a deal with the Wizards over the weekend? I, yeah. yeah, they traded. Uh, it was Marvin Bagley, two second rounders for a, a few. It was like Mike Muscala, Gallinari, and one other player. It was basically for the Pistons to clear up cap space, and they just got rid of Marvin Bagley's contract, and uh, now they have a lot of cap space for next season. But it just doesn't really make it. Is for considering that's the first trade. And it being completely irrelevant, like it, it, it Marvin Bagley being wor- moved from the worst team to the NBA pro- to probably the second worst team in the NBA. Um, it just like it was kind of funny to me, honestly. Yeah, it, it is funny, but it's still move being made by terrible teams. The the Nets don't want to admit they're a terrible team. The Nets are going to be just fine, um, being somewhere in the play in and like limping into the play in potentially. I don't even know if they're going to do that. But, like, that's not acceptable. Like, I don't know how many times i said on this podcast, aren't you guys over getting to the first round and getting swept? That's happened four out of the – or three out of the last four years, right? Uh, the Pistons and Wizards are finalizing a deal to trade Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Livers, and two second-round picks for forwards Danilo Gallinari and uh, Mike Muscala. So, like, it's move. Start making moves. Start making moves for your – salary cap start making moves for your future for your team but i don't think they're gonna and that's a great um you know comment by warren in the chat like they might chill greg stat says kevin ali for interim head coach offseason either kevin ali or mark jackson for new nets head coach they like Jacques vaughn because he walks home from the stadium he chews gum he claps and uh, he's a former net and a veteran coach and he's all about you know a certain type of way not winning but he's all about a you know a certain type of way of uh, his rotations Offseason might get get rid of everybody except Dayron Sharp and Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> Did you also see? Uh, you see what Dennis Smith Jr. said about uh, McDonald's? Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but like he said, like someone asked him about Paris, and he's like, "Yeah, it's all right." Uh, you know, people told me to go to McDonald's in in Europe, and it's a lot better than here. And when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? I like you because it's so true. I, I don't know if you've I ever would, had I, McDonald's in, 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 in Europe. but I don't eat McDonald's. Like actually, I haven't had McDonald's in years. It's literally completely different from what it's what it is here. Like, they have different stuff on the menu. Like, it's actually so good. So no, when I, like, when like, I go overseas, my wife works in the restaurant industry. So we have reservations okay. at, like, nice place. I'm never stepping into it, a McDonald's it felt like in it, Europe. Dennis Jr. had that like 2K, you know, like fan respect go up, like that, like yeah. bar go, like and that. That felt like that. It's relatable. He's a real one. He's from he's from Fayetteville. He's from North Carolina. He's pulling up. He's pulling up to the McDonald's in France. He's a millionaire. 
he could have reservations. I bet you Ben Simmons had reservations somewhere nice with probably some Instagram model from France doing his own thing. But he's a real one. He's going to get a a, a Big Mac and, and, and fries and some nuggets at the France McDonald's and endorsing them over America. Of course, America has a McDonald's every uh, three miles. <laughs> the McDonald's is trash. Um, ben Simmons better get the Jerry Krause booze the second he's off the team. That shit was terrible, bro. I had a comment that actually took off on Instagram. Like, I just feel like we're living in a time where people are actually taking social media behavior and applying it to real life. So I think I wrote yeah. on like Steve Kerr was talking about something. Yeah. On um on this post that ESPN had where they say, you know, he said it's shameful. Steve Kerr obviously was there that night and then was also part of that Bulls team. But my comment was, well, they watched the last dance and people act like real life is the internet now. Shake my effing head. It's got like 355 likes on it. But like, that's real. And some people are like, oh, I thought the last dance was about real life. Yeah, it was about real life 30 some years ago. And that man's widow is sitting there getting booed that man's widow is sitting there crying as the fans boo her because this man didn't let that team continue um people got to chill i thought that was tasteless but what are you gonna do that's why i said people actually they take stuff from the internet and they carry that behavior there's no respect anymore um there's no there's no no one can be decent nobody can respect that man's wife and respect what he did that should rub me the wrong way but it's just a sign of the times it's just a sign of the times yeah, I mean, it's kind of just honestly the last dance. You know, it was great when it first came out. I loved it because I was at we time were, during we were in like quarantine. COVID. There was no yeah, games. There was there was, there was nothing, nothing else. On. And um, but it's kind of like when looking back at it, it sort of just painted a pretty bad picture on most of those players or just people in general in that Bulls everyone outside of Jordan except Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and now that's sort of just like, it's sort of just recency bias, you know, like that guy is one of the, like, obviously, you know, his decision to blow it up when they could have gone another year or two um, was the wrong decision, but he also built that team. He, he got them there. He's the one, he got them six championships. He's, the, he's one of the greatest GMs ever. Uh, best GM at the time as well. I mean, like, obviously, I think the best is probably Jerry West, but you know, he's. Uh, it, it was it was sad to see, and uh, and to I, I'm not gonna like go at Bulls fans because you know they've honestly been suffering. <laughs> like, like I honestly don't think they've had a really great year since you know that Derrick Rose year when they were the one seed, um, and like that first half of the season when they had Demar Derozan and Zach Levine, but. Uh, you know, they just, I, I feel bad for them, but at the same time, you have no Don't right feel to, bad for you know, us. Don't feel bad for them. Feel bad for us. They got plenty championships. Those fans yeah. are spoiled. Those fans are like my age right now. I was going to say like none of those, not, a lot of those fans probably weren't even like, like they grew up. And as, the people like, booing, kids, you know? they didn't even live it. They're, they're, they're yeah. kids from that read social media and they go to the game. You can get into those bulls games for fucking $10, $20 now. Cause they're trash and they go there and boo. They didn't even live it. But like I said. I, I mean, I'm a child of the 90s. Clearly, um, I'm a Yankee fan, Cowboys fan. The Nets came in for me once Jordan retired, right? But I was a Bulls fan when I first got into basketball. How could you not? I had no guidance, bro. My, my family wasn't – I'm the sports guy in my family. I'm the one that went to college, played Division One, got a scholarship. Nobody else did that. I'm the one that turned on the TV to, to watch sports. Like, I'm the one that was locked in on, like, Mike – 
I like to be like my like <laughs> I would I could have been a, a straight up Bulls fan, but there was no way I was an MJ fan more than a Bulls fan. Once he dipped, I wasn't gonna keep rooting for them. I damn I damn sure wasn't gonna root for the Wizards. If y'all remember around the time that the Nets, I always had the Nets as a second team home team, but then once we got Jay Kidd and then made that run, like I became a Nets fan and I'm glad I did. It makes perfect sense. But like, uh, you know, to close the bulls and that BS that went on there. Um, I think that's just a lot of these young kids. What's the younger generation? I'm a millennial. Was it Gen Z? Gen Z. Yeah. I think oh, that, I think I'm, I think I just make it into millennials. So, terrible. their brains are, are mush because they watch TikTok all day and they think the nonsense that they see in their phone applies to real life. It doesn't. I thought that was terrible, but moving on. Um, let's see. Ramel Carter was going off. He said, we also could have gotten so many better pieces for Kyrie Harden Durant, but we fumbled so bad. How so bad? How let it make sense? We could have been, I don't know. What he's trying to say. They've been contenders he's, by now. If Mark would have gotten better pieces. with yeah. like a, a better trade that we got for Harden, Kyrie and Ramel and, says, I would have, I would have yeah. told 76ers, no Ben, just Maxi. I would give Harden and, someone else but we can't take ben he is damaged mentally physically right you guys forget about that whole thing he played the mental health card um and and they had to like honor it like i don't know bro it, it, this sucks this season sucks for the nets i hope they blow it up um but but you know uh <laughs> ramel says love nets kingdom just talking just like talking that y'all keeps it all the way saint is in the I building appreciate you i don't saint. know if what up what up uh, what up what up what up I don't know, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I don't know if I've said this before on an episode, but I've been, uh, I've just like looked past, um, like, you know, past champions of the NBA. And most of it has gone through how a team has drafted, you know, like you rarely, rarely see a team win because of free agency. I think the only team you can say is probably like the Heat. You know, like with LeBron, when they had Bron, when they had Osh come over, sure. But But, at the same time, but D Wade was D Wade was drafted, yeah, and D Wade had had won a chip before them. Like that, that was kind of our only way of winning a championship with KD and Kyrie because we literally had no draft picks. This is now. I I don't even care about the KD Kyrie era. It was fun for a while. This Nets world has been built, and it was built really off of their backs. But where we are right now, there shouldn't be so much of a drop off. Saint says, "How nervous are you guys with Marks having so many possibilities to trade?" I'm not nervous at all. I'm I'm not nervous. No, I'm chilling. I'm not. I'm not nervous at all. I just want anything to be done because what's what's going on right now is not it. What's going on right now is embarrassing. They just need to choose a direction. Yeah, they just need to choose yeah. the direction. As long, like, cause right now we're stuck. As long, like, even if we turn out to be bars, I obviously wouldn't agree with it. But at least they're choosing a direction and showing it. Whereas we're not just like doing nothing. I'd rather do something than nothing. Yeah, and um, it's it's kind of fr- it's 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 not ner- like it's not nervous uh, necessarily. It's just like so, kind of frustrating. You mentioned the Miami Heat, and that's who's in town tonight as we uh, wrap this up. No voicemails because I didn't put out the bat signal calling for voice voicemails today. And, like, what are you going to say? Oh, man, the Paris game. Like, no. So tonight the Nets will host the Miami Heat. Traditionally, Miami Heat fans show up well in Barclays Center, but this Nets world has been built. So, of course, the Nets fans will show up on MLK Day. Uh, I've been to a couple MLK Days. You guys have heard me talk about MLK Day in 2020, maybe, when Ben Simmons came through with a 34-point triple-double 
on top of Jared Allen's head and whoever else wanted to step in his way. Yeah, that guy doesn't exist anymore. I remember seeing Kylie Jenner out there. That was a different time for the Brooklyn Nets. Let's see what happens tonight with the Miami Heat. I expect another loss. Uh, shout out to Eric Spolstra. This guy's got $120 million and um, she wasn't with him shooting in the gym. They made sure that they paid him after his divorce went final. That's another thing. People are bugging out. Like the treatment his wife has received online <laughs> after the divorce, people are like at her neck. And it's like, man, the social media shit is fake. Hopefully you got the right mental space for it because it's a lot. People just can throw stones and hide their hands and you're reading all that. If you're taking that in, uh, it could be damaging. But yeah, um, happy MLK Day to everybody. Martin had a dream. Kendrick had a dream. Maybe you guys are off. That's why you're in here watching Talking Nets. Uh, throw your last questions in the chat. Uh, no voicemail. Leave questions in the chat as we wrap things up. I got to go heat up a bottle. I know my son's about to shake out of his nap. He's been sleeping right now for uh, an hour and 33 minutes. So that's good. That's good. An hour and 33 minutes. Um, I know once we get to like two hours or even close to that, He's going to wake up ready to fight somebody, and that somebody is me. So I got to be on top of that because I don't want to get my ass whooped for real. But all right, in the chat, we'll go back to Rommel. Do you guys think Sean Marks is going to fumble this trade season? I, I think he's going to sit on his hands. <laughs> I honestly think he's going to chill. What, what, so what, what do you do in, in the trade deadline? Are you a buyer or a seller? I think they absolutely should be sellers. But they might think they're buyers. They might think they're a couple pieces away from getting into the play-in slash playoffs and get swept again as a low seed. I don't want that. I'd rather take a step back. I'd rather miss the playoffs, trade off, and, and go into next year. Um, also, will you guys still upload if we don't make the playoffs? Mm, it depends, right? All this is like, what I'll say about Talking Nets is, Talking Nets, the fact that Talking Nets is even at 222 episodes today is incredible to me. Um, I've gone over this with you guys a ton. It was never my idea. Um, I'm blessed that it, I actually be, you know, was the voice of it and, and got time to put into it, but life changes, life evolves. Like I got a baby right now. You guys watched hundreds of episodes. Like there were so many episodes where I never had the thought of like, yo, this episode's going to end because I got to go warm up a bottle and tend to my son who he doesn't give a fuck about talking nets. He doesn't give a fuck about podcasts. What does dad got to do? Like what I'm saying is when the season ends, we'll have some conversations, um, internally about talking nets talking nets is brought to you by odyssey now which is the company that pays both me and uh alex our day jobs this is just like an extra thing and like i said we do this for the fans we do this for you guys in the chat we do this for nets fans that don't want to hear knicks fans talk about their team don't want to hear the general nba conversation around their team um i can't promise anything but there's been multiple seasons where i'm like this is the last episode or this is it and then talking Nets still exists what I really would love, like, this is me projecting right now, as, like, my brand grows, as my name grows, as I keep getting more opportunities, I would love for Talking Nets to become a sit-down conversation type podcast that you see the evolution, right? Not these two screens, not Zoom, but, like, an actual show. The, the podcast game has changed. Talking about life changing and evolving, everybody now is starting these podcasts where they're in person, on couches, on a set. The podcast world has turned into like on-demand YouTube shows and like it's not just audio anymore. What podcast do you know now 
is is charting that's just audio you need audio and video and um i'm very aware of like what goes on in, in the space i appreciate everybody I appreciate alex it's hard to do so many people start podcasts and they fail so for this to be at 222 episodes talking about the brooklyn nets who are not a marquee franchise in the nba who are second class citizens in their own city it's cool man and i think when the nets get back good like there's a chance that this bumps up but right now, without the superstars that were here, without winning games, there's just way less of an audience and a presence. And all of this is driven by downloads and views. If you're getting downloads and views, you're getting help. Um, I don't know if we're going to do this when when the playoffs end or whatever. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Saint. We do this almost every year, right? We need an Avengers-type podcast. <laughs> usually we do that around the All-Star break. We could have probably put something together during this trip to Paris or whatever. But usually we, we we get like a you know nets worldwide i'm i've done a bunch of those i i've had um our friends from you know nets uh talk not talking nets uk but like nets fans uk um yeah we've crossed over with with saint and and nets kingdom um shout out to all those guys like we'll probably do something like that again let's see salute to talking nets for going through the pain for real of course right we could have like i, I could have literally been like okay katie and Kyrie pushed out of this place talking nets ends but why i worked so hard in the beginning to get this account to well a youtube account now it is monetized it does have a certain amount of subscribers this is a brand that we started at another company and brought to another company i i don't mind pulling up and and talking with you guys especially about the nets because like i said the Nets need it. The Nets, like, they need they they need the the brand. They need Nets fans talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, look how popular uh, Spaces is after the Nets game. Like, those could be podcasts. Imagine if we had a space where Nets fans could pull up and sit in the same room and talk. Like, it, it could happen down the line. Let's see. Uh, Cam should start, but we need a point guard badly. Sure, Ben Simmons was supposed to be the point guard. They banked on him being able to run point. Stupid. Cam starting is something that Jacques Vaughn seems allergic to, unless he absolutely has to. He he doesn't. It doesn't want him make to be sense. Starter. It doesn't make sense <laughs> because like Cam, like the whole reason why Cam would go to the bench is because we have a better record with him. But since he's moved to the bench, we've only won one game. Like it doesn't. It, it there's no correlation of him moving to the bench that we come become a better team. If anything, if someone were to move down, and and John Fon's reasoning was, is because we were too small with him on the on, on the court. How about you bench Dinwiddie then? Like you keep the big guys in and bench DFS Dinwiddie? can't. No way, he's a veteran. He's he's a former net comeback. Like there's like principles behind all of this stuff. But yeah, Saint makes a great point. He says I do feel like some net content creators should team up. Yeah, what I said from the beginning with talking nets was that there's not enough of us to compete. I do a lot of Yankee stuff. And there's a ton of competition in the Yankees world. I mean, there's like clicks in Yankees Twitter, which is so stupid. But like there are there there should not be any clicks or rivals in the Nets world. We we don't have that many of us. They make the joke there are no Nets fans. Um, I mean, I'm down to work with every Net fan. I'm down to work with everybody. I don't feel like, oh, I'm trying to have talking Nets be, you know, better than the next. Like I watch everybody's stuff. Um, Nets Kingdom, Nets Daily. Um, shout out to Eric Slater and his pod he's working on. Yeah, Ramel says, Saint, I would love that. That would be fire. All right, so uh, to wrap this up, we got this game tonight. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. 7.30 to Miami Heat come to Brooklyn. And um, they probably take another L, but maybe they they have a, you know, a pride win. Like, I felt like they had some pride when OKC came here. Um, 
and and they decide, maybe if Jimmy hey, Butler doesn't play because maybe uh, if Jimmy like Butler rumors, he's like, but still, man, goal. they got more than enough. Um, they got more than enough to still beat the Nets, but you know the Nets the Nets beat the Thunder, but it wasn't it wasn't easy. They had to sweat it out in the end, and that was a Friday night game. Then they come back Sunday and lose to the measly ass Trailblazers, giving them their tenth win of the season. There's nothing to stand on. There's nothing to be proud of. There's nothing you could do but hope. Big fan breezy in the chat. What up? What up? What up? We should come together. Yeah. So let's 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 plan it. Let's think about you know. B- big fan breezy and I have been in touch. The thing is, we all have jobs and lives and stuff. It's hard. I want to get Big Fan Breezy physically on this podcast. Um, we'll, we'll try and set that up. But I think a good time to do that is during the All-Star break. Locked on Nets, Talking Nets, Nets Kingdom are my go-to for Nets information. That makes a lot of sense. Shout out to Locked on Nets as well. Um, let's see. In the front office, don't show us something soon. If the front office doesn't show us something soon, why should we waste our time being fans? We're tired of this year after year disappointment. Hey, that's part of fandom. That's part of fandom. Yeah. You know, um, you 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 sign up for the good times and the bad times. You don't play. None of us play. We just buy tickets. We buy merch. We wear the team on us. Um, we wear it like it's our personality. You know, and and um, if you were here for the KD Kyrie era with the big three and scary hours, thinking we were gonna win the chip, and you're still here, then stay down till you come up. It'll come back around at some point, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, 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 I never I'm I, I've been doing this a long time as far as fandom and watching sports. I've never jumped ship as a grown man. I don't understand. Like as a as a kid, as a baby under like 15, 13, I understand. Like there's some there's some 12, 13 year old kids that are Dallas Cowboys fans and they're waking up today and they're saying, why the hell am I a Cowboys fan? I wasn't alive for the Super Bowl. My dad was my uncles were, but I don't have to go through this misery. My son, my baby's sleeping, right? I did not put a single Dallas Cowboys anything on this child. And and my own mother's asking me why. Why? Why? They're cursed. I'm not putting that evil on him. I'm going to let this man make his own decisions. I made that decision to be a Dallas fan off them winning Super Bowls when I was in elementary school. I made the decision to be a Nets fan off of being born and raised in the Garden State. And then they moved the team to Brooklyn. And I thought about jumping ship then. I thought then, F the Nets. They took my team. Now all we have is the New Jersey Devils. F Jay-Z. F the Brooklyn Nets. I ain't going to be no Nets fan. And then they went to the playoffs. And I went to a game. And I'm like, oh, upgrade. This is a way better look and feel arena and experience. Maybe they got something here. And fast forward 11 years. Here we are. This Nets world has been built. The brand is built. And, uh... Yeah, it's Nets world for life because there will come a time. You stay down till you come up. Look at the Detroit Lions fans, to use another football reference. Yeah, I They're was about to bring that grown men, up. grown men in the crowd in tears. You know why? Because they have watched the Lions suck their entire life. And yeah. now they get a home playoff game and a win, and the Cowboys lose, so they get another home playoff game. And they're looking like, hey, we win one more playoff game at home. Depending on what happens with the 49ers, we could be in the NFC Championship. It is pain, but it is worth it. You stay down till you come up, and that's all part of being a fan. You don't play. You don't play. You root for them every single year. You stay loyal, and the payoff hopefully comes for you in a championship. And when you do get that championship, it'll feel better than ever. So, Nets fans, that's how we're signing off. When we do figure it out, when we do get that championship, yeah, yeah. It'll feel better than ever. We thought we were close. I was at game seven. I was at game seven. I felt the energy in the arena. 
And what I took from that is this Nets world is built. There are fans here now. They they got to get right. They got to get back. I think for, for Nets fans, it's like 2026, 2027. We're going to have to wait a few years. Alex? Yeah. Uh, again, patience. I hate that word. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have to have some. And uh, hopefully Sean Marks doesn't do nothing uh, the next few weeks. Because <laughs> uh, today uh, a lot of the uh, trade, like, um, I think, like, restrictions came off of a lot of players. So I think now we're going to see some movement uh, across the league. So fingers crossed. All right, fellas. We got a game tonight. Just hopefully win that game and move forward. I don't even want to talk about the upcoming schedule, but since we're on the pod, we'll mention it. Alex mentioned it earlier. Um, you get to run it back against the Trailblazers out in Portland, win that game. Um, and Ben Simmons better be on this West Coast trip, like uh, in the chat, I think. Ramel or somebody said earlier, maybe it was Warren talking about he can go to France on that flight, but he can't go on West Coast trips. So then you got the Trailblazers out West, the Lakers, the Clippers. That's rough. They 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 got to beat the Trailblazers because they probably lose to the Lakers and the Clippers. Then you come home and face the Knicks. We got to deal with that nonsense in our own backyard. Um, the Timberwolves, the Rockets, the Jazz at home. We've got a string of five home games. So uh, win this game tonight. Win the game in Portland and try and stabilize here. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Brooklyn.